back into his office, Cole built a smoke, but he found the taste bitter against his tongue and threw the cigarette into the street. He took out his gun, checked the loads, and fell to pacing the floor. Whiskey would hone tempers already sharp, tempers that would not take defeat. Then it would come, the moment he had long known was inevitable. Guns would snarl their lethal message, and blood would stain the boardwalks and streets, and death would be there in all its ugliness, and every fiber of Wild Bill Murphy's mind would thrill to the echoes of those shots. There had been suits and court battles, letters shuttling back and forth between Custer County and the National Capitol, special agents galore and some dead homesteaders who'd been pulled out of the Tuleys around Coffin Lake. Now, after a decade spent fighting over what was home to the nesters and fertile hayland for Rocking H, the decision was to be made. The general land office should have sent an army instead of another special agent. Lacking the army, it was Cole's job to keep the peace with a single deputy, or maybe two of them. He laughed. A dozen gunslingers on the side of the rocking H, and twenty on the other, led by a man who would rather kill another human than eat turkey on Christmas Day. Might as well try to stop a tornado by waving his bandana. Glancing at his watch, Cole saw there were still forty minutes. He slanted across the dust strip, Stetson brim tilted against the sun. The bat wings gave to his shoulders, and with the first whisper of their movement, Wild Bill Murphy wheeled, long fingers splayed over gun butt. "'What's biting you?' Murphy demanded in his shrill voice. Murphy was a trigger trap needing only the touch of a hair to set him off. With Cole Drager dead, except for little bunk Eddies, the deputy, there would be no law in Custer County." Cole looked past Murphy to Ash Bartow, who stood with his back to the bar. Bartow was one of the first settlers on Coffin Lake, defying the early survey that called the old lake bottom Swampland, and until the coming of Murphy had been regarded as the Nestor's leader. He could be blamed, if anybody could, for accepting Murphy. But Cole knew how it was. Bartow was like a man riding a grizzly. It was tough to stay on, but hell to get off. "'You boys are a mite early,' Cole said mildly. "'No polecats are going to put anything over on us,' Murphy snarled. "'I dropped in, Ash,' Cole said, ignoring Murphy, "'to ask for your help in keeping the peace. "'Wade's bunch won't start anything if you boys ain't armed, "'so maybe you'd better leave your irons here in the gold moon.' "'Murphy took two quick steps toward Cole, eyes wide and glittering. "'We ain't leaving our guns here, Drager.' The decision is going our way, savvy. You'll accept the decision or you'll be outside the law and I'll treat you accordingly, Cole said curtly. You treat me like that, Murphy taunted, and I won't waste powder shooting you. I'll just spit in your eyes. It takes more in your mouth to make me pull my gun, Cole said, his voice still mild, and wheeled out of the saloon. Murphy fired a stream of curses at his back, but the sheriff kept on across the street to the fashion. He'd cut one bridge behind him, he thought grimly. From now on, Murphy would dog him until he forced a fight, and there was only so much any man, sheriff or not, could take from another. Cole pushed through the fashion's bat wings and grinned when Wade called, Howdy, Sheriff! Drink up, boy! This is our day to howl! It was false friendliness, bait to relax Cole's vigilance. Silver Wade was backing more than Wild Bill Murphy was. He'd spent a fortune fighting a legal battle, another in Gunslick's wages. If he lost in the court, there was always the last appeal to Gunsmoke. 
No thanks, Silver. I'm not drinking today. Cole's eyes raked the men at the bar, a dozen of them, tough, hard-drinking and hard-riding, fast with their guns, good with their fists. Wade had tested all of them except possibly young Tommy Cotter, who had been on the Rocking H less than a month, and found that they filled the bill. Press Phelan, the red-headed ramrod, held his job because he could lick any man in the outfit with either a six-gun or his fist. Not drinking, Wade asked, as if affronted. Why, this is the day you lose 90% of your trouble. Soon as we get the formality of this hearing over with, the nesters will pack up and roll out. I don't think so, Cole said quietly. Wade lifted black brows. He was in his early forties, but his hair was completely white and had been as long as Cole had known him. He was not a killer like Murphy or Phelan, but he was cool thinking and cunning, and without a conscience that would stop at bloodshed. Now the forefinger of his right hand...